Welcome to the Loud Whisper Podcast. This is your host, Isabel Drawn. In our world, we're bombarded with so many messages that define our value by how much money we make, what we wear, what we look like, our marital relationship and parental status. Imagine the power of challenging what society deems successful, beautiful, acceptable by unapologetically recognizing and honoring the greatness that dwells within and inviting the world to experience it. Our guest today, my good friend, Letitia Thompson, set out on a journey to do just that, her. I am not my hair message invites people to explore their personal greatness and be free. Professionally, Tish is the founder and chief legacy partner of Legacy Blueprint LLC. It's a management consulting firm that teaches people how to play nice in the sandbox with each other. She's known for driving change in organizations that stick and for delivering powerful keynote messages. Tish holds several degrees and is currently pursuing her PhD in business psychology. Our guest is a mother of four, a five-time marathon finisher, and never has a bad hair day. Please join me in welcome my good friend Tish Thompson. Welcome to the Loud Whisper hey, Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so Thank honored you. to be here. So honored for you to be here. So we're going to jump right into it. You were featured in um, a book, Victorious Women, and you have a chapter in here. But you named your chapter, I Am Not My Hair. And why is that so? Why I Am Not My Hair for your title? You know, that's a really good question. Um, and it's not something that came to me immediately. Uh-huh. Um, when I think about my life, you know, it started off at a very young age. You know how it is when we grow up with these images yes. of what beautiful women look like. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, beauty meant that you had long, straight hair. Yep light skin Mm -hmm. and a coke bottle shape (laughs) i like that so so when i read that i was like yeah i like that yeah that was the image and and then even the men around me they they kind of gravitated to that type of woman and so i grew up thinking that i needed to have beautiful luxurious hair now i i was light skinned and i you know i i and curvy, Mm -hmm. um, but the hair part, I felt like evaded me. Mm -hmm. And so I went on this journey to try to have beautiful, luxurious hair. And in that process, I began to put on a number of different masks. Mm. Um, So I began to wear the weaves. I began to wear the braids. Mm -hmm. And the very thing that I was hoping to achieve. Yeah, right? You know, just the very thing I was hoping to achieve Mm is the very thing that took it away from me. So the mm. braiding, the perming, the the weaves took my hair out. Mm. And so for years, I was with my stylist, amazing style. She would work wonders yeah. on my hair. Yeah. Um, and I would go in, nobody would be in the shop. Okay. And she would put my hair pieces in. I walk out looking gorgeous. Nobody. So I, I know because I read in your book, you would be in the shop by yourself. By myself. Because you were shamed. shamed. Yeah. Shamed. You know, there was a, there was always a sense yeah. of shame. And in her presence was the only place I felt like I could really just be me. Because yeah. she knew what I had underneath the weave. Right. She knew I didn't have hair. And so right. I would have conversations with her all the time to say, Shana. What if I just cut it all off? What if I just go bald? I was just yeah. kidding. And uh-huh. she said, and, and I will never forget the words that she would say to me. She said, yeah. you know what, Tish? 
You will do it when you're ready. Yeah. She says, you're beautiful. You will do it when you're ready. And I just kind of shut her off because I'm like, no, like my hair is me. Like my hair is Mm -hmm. what defines me. Right. Right. And so for years, four or five years would go by and we would constantly have that conversation. And mm-hmm. and I began and to the do the cost of it. Yes. And yeah. the time. Yeah. I would spend hours yeah. in the salon. Um, and I got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm done. Right. right. I, I am so done right. with being uncomfortable in my own skin, trying to make somebody else comfortable mm-hmm. with what I look like. Yeah. I'm done yeah. with not being able to work out like I want to yeah. because I'm concerned about what my, my hair is going to look like. Exactly. I'm done not living my life yeah. because of what grows or does not grow out of my scalp. Mm-hmm. And so one Friday night, mm-hmm. I, I, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I am done. And so I called her. I'm, I was bold. I was, I was like... I am not putting no weave in tomorrow. I know I got an appointment, but I'm not putting no weave in. And I'm not bringing no weave to the shop. We cutting it all off. And she was like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't, I was no, couldn't have been no more sure of anything else in my life. And so I walked in the shop and it was packed. And it talks about that in the book, how yeah, packed I did it was. That. Yes, because normally you would go by yourself. By, yes, yeah. and I was alone. And this time the salon was packed. And so there was no other room to go to, yeah. to like take the scarf off and do that. So I sat in her chair and she says, are you ready? Mm. And I said, yes, I'm ready. Mm. I felt that. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I, I am ready yeah because you 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 t- you're tired of being tired yes yeah. I, you you yeah. and you get to that point where you just get tired of being tired yeah. and i got to the point where i was tired of living my life for other people mm. and so she put took my scarf off mm. and i had a male balding pattern so i can grow hair around here but i was completely bald up here and she pulled out her her clippers and she shaved wow and we saw yeah. And she shaved yeah. and we sobbed. Yeah. Because it, at that moment, Isabel, it wasn't about the hair anymore. No. It's deeper it was, than that. It's deeper than that. It, was, it yeah. was finally I had gotten to the point where I became a lover of me. Mm. And that, 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 that the hair no longer defined me. And mm. so the reason why I called it I am not my hair yeah. is because I'm not. And so for many years, that's how I defined myself. That's mm-hmm. what my identity was wrapped in was my hair because from a very young age, yeah. that's what I was taught. Yeah. And I had to begin to challenge that. So I didn't arrive at that. It took me four or five years to get to the point where I say, I'm going to define beauty on my own terms. Mm. And if people think that my beauty is defined by my hair, then they're missing out. Yeah. And they can kick rocks. Yeah. Because I have to live my life according to who I am. Right. Right. And so when she shaved it, I was free. It's interesting. When I was reading that in your book, I could just imagine sitting there Uh and she's shaving your hair. And you're probably thinking, what am I doing? But at the same time, you are freeing. And when I was doing my hair this morning, I was like, maybe I should shave my hair. Not to, to your level yet. <laughs> but I'm like, I can just imagine the freeing because like we talked about and you and I always talk about this. We identify ourselves by all these external circumstances, yes. right? Yep. So we end up living this life outside of who we are. Yes. And we're trying to perfect this image of a human being. I always say that does not exist because... 
this person has been, you, you're told to be this person that is not you. Mm -hmm. So we, get, we keep going, buying the hair, or doing whatever we're doing to try to perfect this human being that does not exist. Everything that we need is within us. That's right. And, yeah. that, and, that's, and so for me, yeah. it was hair. Mm -hmm. But for someone else, it could, it could be, be something, something completely else. different. Yes. For someone yes. else, they may say, I would never dare walk out the house yeah. without wearing makeup. Or I would never dare. My life would not be complete yeah. if I didn't have a husband. But with those external things, yeah. what if life happens right. and we yeah. lose it? You know, mm -hmm. we lose it. We lose that spouse that we 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 worshipped. Yeah. You know, we lose the job that we thought was the our the be all end all. Exactly. And when we do lose it, then what do we have to lean on? And right. so for me, it was I had to find the space mm -hmm. where I understood who I was at my core, mm -hmm. so that no matter what happens in life, yeah, I was always grounded in who I was mm -hmm. at my core, and that would always bring me back. So I let go of being connected to and attached to my hair, yeah, and gravitated to and held on to who am I at my essence, okay. Um, and that is that's that's how I live my that, life now. That's how you live your life now. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. I I'm just curious. So when you walked out the door, how did, did you feel free? Oh my God! Were you afraid? Because I know in your book you said also you were afraid of judgment, and you know most of us live this life. We, we're not true to ourselves because we're yeah. so worried about what everybody else says about us, especially the people closest to us. But you know, like I always tell people that everybody wants a different version of you. So if you're going to live your life according to how everybody wants you to be, you will stay confused. Yes. Because everybody wants you to show up in their life a certain way. Yeah. But it's until you find yourself, until you get grounded, is when those that are not supposed to be in your life will get pruned and yep. they will go away yes and then you have the people who are just gonna love you for who you are your flaws and all so I'm, it's in, I just wanted to know that when you're walking out the door how did that feel knowing that you're free within yourself but then too thinking in your head I still have to face my family like you wrote in the book and they're gonna say what in the world did you just do Tish so it's interesting um, so the shop, like I said, was full and yeah. I had, I was sporting this bald head. Yeah. And the women in the shop, like their jaws dropped. Yeah. They were in awe. Couldn't yeah. believe that. And this was at a time where you didn't see black women walking no around hair. bald. You didn't see yeah. that. And so for them, it's like, what on earth? <laughs> like, where did she come from? Like, what is she thinking? <laughs> but you know what? Because I had did the work on the inside. Yeah. It didn't matter what anybody thought. I walked out of there so yeah. bold and yeah. confident, and um, people would compliment me. Mm -hmm. And before that would have meant a lot to me. Yeah. But in that moment, I didn't care what anybody thought about me living my truth right. in that moment. Right. Um, and so it was. It was actually a pleasant surprise at the responses that I got. Yeah. What was a shock to me uh -huh. was a response I got when I got home. Mm. The closest um, people to you. Yeah. yeah. like it, it and, was, it's, and it's okay because yeah. they're trying to understand your journey. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was um, the person that was the closest to me at that time mm -hmm. looked at me and was like, what have you done? Mm. You know, why would you do this? Why wouldn't you tell me that you're, that you were going to shave your head? And, and my thing, I was shocked. My yeah. thing is, well, we've been talking about it. Yeah. For a while, like for years, you knew I wasn't happy with wearing these hair. You knew that I wasn't happy with that. So I was a, I was taken aback that this person was so shocked. 
And I finally had to say, you know what? This has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And it has everything to do with me. Mm. And I need you to see me as me. Yeah. Not what was on my head, but I need you to see me and experience me as me. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a while, I, they didn't talk to me. <laughs> wow. Because of your... Because yeah. of what I had done, did not talk to me for a month. It wasn't until we were like at airports on vacations and people would stop yeah. us and say, I just have to tell you, you are absolutely beautiful. You, and you are, are gorgeous. Yeah. And and that and that, you know, certainly that you know it's nice to get compliments, yeah. but I was free. So regardless of what people felt about yeah. me, I was just going on with my life. But you know, the most powerful thing, I know this wasn't your question, but. No, that's fine. This is a good thing about <laughs> Loud Whisper. We're here to speak our truth and uh, we, we go where the spirit takes us. Yeah, so like I was, we were on vacation. I think we were in Mexico or Jamaica. Yeah. And I was, of course, bald. And this young lady stopped me. Mm. She, she grabbed my arm. And she said, I wish I was brave enough to do that. I was just about to tell you that because you know how you're like, you were surprised that people were giving you compliments. Mm -hmm. Besides the fact that you're a gorgeous black woman. Oh, thank you. Looking at you, it takes courage to stand up for yourself. Yeah. It, it, it takes courage to not betray yourself. Yeah. It takes a whole lot of courage. And most of us just sit on the sidelines and we can't even rise above the water to say, I'm going to stand up for myself today. So watching you walk in your oneness, in your self-awareness, you're gorgeous. I always tell you that. Like, you're gorgeous, but besides you being this gorgeous black woman, it's the courage. Because a lot of us are fighting, like I call this the loud whisper. We're screaming for help on the inside. We're screaming to find that courage mm -hmm. to be a Tish, mm -hmm. right? I call her Tish too. <laughs> That's we, we are, literally, especially women. Yeah. yeah. Especially women, we're screaming for somebody to hear us, for somebody to see me with my bald head and say, you are gorgeous, mm -hmm. but it takes courage yeah. to do that. Yeah, and then to do it not to... Um, expect approval, approval, yeah. um, or reassurance or validation. Yeah, because that's not the right reason to do right, it. Right, right. You know, yeah. I did it because I, I needed to be free. Yeah, I, I needed to be free, and I let go of, and I needed to let go of all the things that was keeping me bound. Mm. And what was keeping me bound is people's opinions of me, of and I had you. to let go of that. Mm, that's deep. And so I, so she said that to us. You know what? You will. When you when you're when ready, ready, when you are ready, yeah, you will sport yourself in yeah. your boldness and baldness yeah. when you're ready. Yeah. And so I saw her a couple of days later, and she and she she, she stopped me. She was like, "Guess what I did?" I said, <gasps> "Did she, she shave her head?" She didn't shave it, but she sat on her balcony without any weed in her head, without in her, her head. wig. Yeah. She just sat and just yeah. was free on her balcony. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's that's a huge step for people is, to just do that. It is a huge step. Yeah. I was having that discussion with you about the video that I did and normally, normally, because I'll stop right in my tracks, the spirit just let me and I did the video and... Which was powerful by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was not my intention at all. I was just out running 
Because normally, what I would probably do if I'm ready to do a live or do any kind of video, I'll come home, look pretty, edit the words. But that day, for whatever reason, right, I was just able to, I pressed live and I spoke my truth. And then when I watched the video, I honestly feel free too. Yeah, honestly. Because normally I'd want to present myself a certain way, put on that mask so people can receive me that way. But I noticed it was actually received more from people because I was authentic. I was myself. So I get it. I get her. And it's, especially for African-American women, hair has been our biggest stronghold. Yeah. Yeah, and for a lot of women, it still is. It still it is. It still is. Yeah. And, um, I can't. I, you know, it's so interesting. I still get chills when I get like. So that woman stopped me at the resort. Uh -huh. Another woman stopped me in the airport, and we talked for like thirty minutes. I'm like, okay, I gotta catch my flight. <laughs> but she took down my number. Yeah. Oh. She took down my number, and I got a text from her about a month later, where she took a picture of herself where she had cut <gasps> all her hair off. Because she was tired of the same thing. Like, like it's the same, same narrative. Thing. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. But it's just, it's so hard because we, we, we're just so bound right. by opinion mm -hmm. and by what society has said. Yeah. And so she, yeah, she sent me a picture of her. And she was gorgeous. gorgeous. And you know, I don't, I don't think it's about being gorgeous here. I think what it's, it's the about. Inside. Yeah, I think yeah. It, what happens yeah. is when you really get to a place where you become a lover of you, mm -hmm. the work that you've done on the inside, yeah. that begins to permeate outward. And I right. think that's what people experience. It's interesting because I read that on page 17 mm -hmm. in, in the book. And you said, on this self-discovery journey, I learned that beauty is an inside job. Beauty is the work we choose to do inside and then it permeates out for the world to experience. I was like, oh my God. I choose to, redef to redefine beauty. I wore confidence, the confidence that didn't know me when I was 10 years old. And we carry that from the time we're so young. And you go on to say, heck, even 30 years old, I was confident living in my truth, my reality, and didn't apologize for it. This is my part. You said, this is me, and I am more than my hair. Yes. I, yes. Because it, it. That's deep. Yeah. I, <laughs> Look, you, 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 and, and my thing is, you know, I finally got to a point where I said, you know, for anyone who chooses not to want to experience Tish at her core, like the very being of who she is, mm -hmm. then I don't need them in, our, in my life. Kind yeah. of similar to a conversation that we've had before. Yeah. I don't need them in my life. No. Because I am more. More. You're enough. I am more than, yeah. more than my hair. And so when yeah. I think about what makes me me because that's where we also have to go is okay so if i'm not that if i'm not my marital status if i'm not my parental status if i'm not my sexual orientation if i'm not my hair then who am i that's the question that's the question that's the million dollar question and with loud whisper i say the highest form of knowledge any human being besides women we can all obtain in life is the knowledge of self because I don't care how much money you make. Some people make a whole lot of money, but when they go home at night, 
they're so unhappy. But when you start finding out who you, not even finding out, when you get still enough to get to know yourself, yeah. because is there really something to find out? You just have to go back and get to know who you are, right? Yeah. You get grounded and all the external forces don't shake you, just like the way you're saying, that's how you live your life now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think about, I focus more on who I am. Yeah. And, you know, and I go below, I go below the waterline yeah. with that. And I say, you know, what's the stuff that's underneath mm. that waterline? When you think about an iceberg, yeah. you know, the stuff that's the depth mm-hmm. is what's beneath that no one sees. No. And so I think to myself, well, Tish, who are you? Mm. And, and who I am is I'm a person who is a trailblazer. I will own that. Yeah. Um, I am a person who will go first. I set the example. Mm-hmm. I'm compassionate. Mm-hmm. I'm generous. I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and you're brutally honest because I know that. So it's like you'd be like, girl, <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> you know, and I'm a lover of people. Like yeah. and those are the things that that I'm proud of. That's who I am at my core. So no matter what happens in life, yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's who I am, and that's what I use to persevere when life does happen. Mm -hmm. During this whole COVID thing, if we could be really real. Really real. And you and I have talked about this, like, really real. And like you said earlier, it's not just hair. It could be different things for different people. If it's your job, if it's your weight, if it's your relationship, it's we always have something that we're measuring ourselves against that has nothing to do with who we are but i'll let you finish about the covid because you and i have had those conversations yeah Yeah. you know and and, you know there's part of us that we become proud and don't want people to know when people say well how's business Mm tish because i started my practice six years ago let's talk about that for a second legacy blueprint llc can you tell us i know i mentioned earlier what you do but can you tell us a little bit about who you are as far as the business is concerned and what you do? Yeah, so um, Legacy Blueprint is a management consulting firm okay. where I, I the, the simplest way for me to describe it is we're physicians for organizations. Oh, So okay. when organizations aren't working efficiently or effectively through people, okay. we come in, we diagnose why, okay. and then we help them fix it. Um, and so I do a lot with strategic planning, executive coaching, um, leadership development, um, a lot to train. I do a lot in the employee engagement space. So anything that deals with crafting and reshaping and cultivating organizational culture, that's what I, that's what my okay. company does. Okay. So yeah. And what is your website? Where can people find So it you? is www.legacy-blueprint.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. I'll also add that to, um, I'll add a link to my page so whoever is looking to please uh, get in touch with her but we're going to get back on the subject again we talked about the covid yeah this was some people looked at it as oh my god i'm going i always tell people with the covid only two things are going to happen there is no in between either you're going either people would have used this opportunity to look at themselves in the mirror because we're stripped of everything that we most of us identify with some people identify with the bmw when they leave out some people identify with the square footage some people identify with their title but the covid got us to a space where it is you you and only you so people had a choice to look within themselves and to work on themselves and to figure out who am i what do i want in life or you'll find people who just didn't do anything Right? Yeah. So I always tell people when the doors open, who are you going to be? Yeah. 
That's the question. That's, that is the question. You know, yeah. I was having a conversation with uh, someone earlier this week, and I love this quote, is you don't waste um, a crisis. Mm. And so in this time, it didn't go exactly like that, but yeah. you get the point. Yeah. Um, get the and point. so it's like in this period of crisis, mm-hmm. what are we choosing to do? So yeah. my business, um, after six years, this is the first time I've, I've had a period where I don't have projects going on right now. Yeah. And so, like you said, I, I could make one of two choices. Yeah. And what I've decided to do in this time is really say, you know what? You will thrive in this situation. Mm-hmm. You will come out of it. Mm-hmm. So what choice will I make today to set me up for success tomorrow? And yeah. so it's about taking the time to innovate. Yeah. I ain't got time to be feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful no. that I've made good decisions financially yeah. where I can sustain my household mm-hmm. for a period of time and not have to worry about that piece yeah. of it. Um, but it's I, this is a time where I'm, I'm, I'm able to put together marketing strategy for my business, mm-hmm. build new content, because I've been moving for six years. Mm-hmm. I haven't had time to sit back and do mm-hmm. any of this. All the business that I got up to this point came to me. I never marketed a day of my life with mm. my business. And so now it's a, it's I can press the pause button and start to really recreate and build strategy and things of that nature. So I'm excited in this time. Yeah. And I also get to focus on my studies. So I'll be right. done with my PhD in a year. Okay. Um, but this period of time is where we have a significant number of deliverables. We have mm-hmm. comprehensive exams that we have, three parts. We have... Um, proposals that we have to write and defend and all that kind of stuff so I can focus on that so um I am a glass half full kind of person yeah and so while I could like ball myself up in a ball and just cry my eyes out I'm that I'm not wired that way yeah that's not the skin I wear yeah the skin I wear is someone who says ah where can we go from where here? Where can we go from here? Where can we go That's from here? That's the question I, now. Yeah. Where can we go where from here? Where can we go from here? Yeah. And because I did the work on the inside, mm-hmm. the wind is blowing. Yeah. But it's not swaying no. me. I can stand firm and solid mm-hmm. because I'm connected to who I am. And I know that because of how I'm wired, mm-hmm. oh, there's success on the other side of it. You that. know, they say this. I learned this a couple months ago about eagles. Have you heard that eagles, they actually run into a storm mm. and then what they they use the storm to help them rise yeah. and keep going higher it's easy said than done and that's why i i emphasize it especially to all human beings but women it's important to really get to know the core of who you are because during this time it's like there's it was so scary most of us did not know what to do but i also looked at it it's like this was not in vain. Mm-mm. No, this was not in vain at all. If you really sat back and sat down, and whoever you subscribe to, the universe for me, it's God, yes. right? Yes. This was a year for obedience for me, so I had to start becoming obedient and working on myself and um, being able to see what path that he's going to take mm-hmm. me. And you have been doing something <laughs> I Okay, so I am in awe. Thank you. Oh, you. <laughs> Thank you. And I am such a fan. Thank you. Because 
and you, we've talked about this before, like yeah. from our very first conversation, it doesn't yeah. seem like we've only known each other for a little bit over a year. It right. seems like we've known each other for Forever. so long. But to see you own mm-hmm. who Isabel is, and then to be able to put that out there to the for the world, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm honored, one, that you invited me to be a part of this conversation. But, but it, it's, I, I love watching people, women, black women, mm-hmm. Stand up tall, yeah, in who they yeah. are, despite our imperfections, despite it all, yeah. But we can stand up tall yeah. and say, Here I am, right? Here I am, yeah. and here's what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is what I've seen when you talk about 2020 being the year of obedience for yeah. you. That is what I've seen you do is Thank be you. so true to your vision. Thank you, and and yeah. been relentless. And executing on it. And it's, it's um, thank you so much. Like, I, I, I truly appreciate that. It's taken a lot of work. I have, um, I tell my husband this all the time, that people contact me and say, oh my God, you, you get it. And I try to tell people, there is nothing for me to get. Mm. My life is a journey. Because the moment I walk around and say that I get it, is the moment I'm putting myself on a pedestal where when I fall, you're gonna look at me like, I thought you get it. You see what I mean? So I don't allow anybody to have that power over me. There is nothing for me to get. This is a journey. Each day I'm experiencing, I'm trying to discover myself. You know, each day my pieces, my broken pieces of who I am are being put together, puzzle by puzzle, every day. And this this don't happen till the day I die. So, well, most people will be like, yes, I get it. This is who I am. I reject that. There is nothing for me to get. This is a lifelong journey. I'm going to keep falling and I'm going to keep getting up. So, yeah, and that's what I've been saying about this COVID. And then right after COVID, we get into something else. The George Floyd. And it's like, oh my goodness, what is happening? But like you and I always talk about, there is something in that silver lining right yeah and we have to choose to want to see it we have to choose to want to see it while the circumstances and this may be an unpopular perspective but i'll share it oh it is going to be an unpopular perspective yeah i I think that you know this completely unfortunate to see what has happened Mm -hmm. to the ahmads the briannas the george um what i'm seeing now that i hadn't seen before when trey when things happen with trayvon and others is now conversations are being had at a level that we have not seen before. How many times have you seen in the other situations that have happened, companies, large companies, putting out messages saying what their stance is around social injustice? This is the first time I've seen it. It's the first time too. And the people that are standing up for black people, it's it's amazing. People are standing up. The world is standing up. It is amazing. What I'm hoping that continues to happen is that it's not just rhetoric. Yeah. that there will yeah. be action behind what they're saying they're standing up for. Because yeah. it's one thing to do the popular thing, which is put a message out there that says, this is my company stance. Yeah. It's quite another thing when you put your, you, you, you do the work. Right. You know, you, because you, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. You can't yeah. just put a message out there and think that that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's work that has to be done. So to see like when they, organizations that will put a message out there and then say this is what we're doing to yeah. contribute to the cause yeah then i'm like i i start to get a little hopeful. i know then i'm just hoping that I it know. doesn't start to die down 
You know, because there's all this. There's always, yeah, there's always all yeah, this like, hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just it goes away. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. And I, I, I'm believing in humanity right now, especially the younger generation and also people. You know, like the people, some of us that we call our silent friends, people are standing up. Now, whether they will stay with it forever or whether people are really touched by it, I, I truly think. But we have a long way to go. My perspective is, while things are going to change, and so many promises are going to be given. Some people are going to keep their word. Some people are not going to keep their word. My perspective is, I don't want us to wait for that. Yeah. Say more about that. <laughs> I don't want us to wait for that. Mm -hmm. Let's get ourselves together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's start understanding the value that we have within us. The only time people will mistreat you is because the fear of, they're, they're afraid of the power that's within you. Mm -hmm. So it's time for us, especially black women, right? Because mm -hmm. we're strong, we stand in the gap, we do all that. It is time for us to understand our value. Because the moment we start understanding our value, I don't care how many rules you change, I don't care how many laws you change, I don't care what you do. I know that I'm a child of God. I know the power that's within me, and I understand my value. So even if you may think I'm inferior, I'm not going to show up that way. So everything else is just going to add on to it. So I think it's really great that companies and everybody's doing what they're, what they're doing. But my biggest thing now is, where do we go from here and what are we going to do so we never give another human being the power yeah. to ever make us feel inferior? It yeah. starts and ends with us. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly believe that's just my perspective. I'm, I'm really excited about what other people are doing and I think people are, gonna, people are going to help, a lot of resources. But like you said, sometimes things dwindle down mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We can't dwindle down anymore. That, yeah, yeah. And you know, the image that I have, I, you know, it was interesting because we were in class and um, it was like a week after everything happened. Mm -hmm. And our professor, she had the foresight to say, you know what, for the first, I don't care if it takes us four hours, we're gonna, you're gonna have a platform or a space to talk about mm -hmm. what's going on with you and what you're thinking mm -hmm. and feeling. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, I do not want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't wanna talk about, about this. Because I'm gonna be crying. Yeah. I'm be hurt. Yeah. 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 Very diverse group. <laughs> Yeah. But we got going. Yeah. And what was powerful for me is to watch my brothers and sisters mm, tell, their, tell story. their story. And to see people tear up and, and, and have emotions I've never seen before. But what it, what it showed me is that we as a people are tired. Yeah. We're very tired. We are tired. And, mm -hmm. and to see my, my, my classmate mm -hmm. express emotion the way that he did, it, he was tired. Tired. And, and so that's why it's reassuring for me that other people are now oh my God, on this line trying to carry yeah. that weight because... That they see I, us. Yes. Yeah. Because our voices become white noise. Right. Our voices become white noise and it's time for other voices to speak up right. so that there's more power right. behind the movement. And so that right. I'm... I'm I, I had a conversation with, with one of my um, white friends. I literally call her... Sister Beth Price, and this is what I told her. I said, you know, it's very interesting 
we're tired, right? Mm -hmm. I think I posted this, we've marched, we've cried, we've buried our kids, we've done all of that. There is nothing, we can keep doing that, but nothing will change until the people who look like the perpetrators wow. say, enough, yes. stop it. Yes. Maybe they will hear you because they're not hearing us when we're saying stop. We're tired, we're hurting. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, maybe it will make sense. They may not agree with you, but maybe coming from you, it will land softer in their ear than it does coming from us, yeah. you know? And I always say that, like you were talking about your class, it's time for us to tell our stories. Everybody else has told our stories, the way they want our stories to show up, the way they want to portray us. But it's time for black people to start telling our stories. It is time, especially for me, black women to really tell their stories because they, I'm gonna paraphrase this, but in Africa they say, until the lion speaks, the hunter will always be glorified. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because the hunter will tell the story of how they killed the lion. Yeah. So until the lion speaks, mm -hmm. something like that in those lines. So that, that's where I'm at now. I think it's time for us to. You need to get that put on a wall. On a wall. This is paraphrasing. That's what he that says. Is, yeah. We have to tell our stories. So like for me working with women, I work with all women, you know. And um, right now specifically, I have a, a, a session and a program that I'm working on to work with black women. I want us, the lioness, to tell our stories. Enough of telling our stories for us. Hear us out, yeah. you know? Because we tell it different. We tell it different. You, 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 and you can't feel it. Yeah, we tell it Unless different. I tell it exactly. from my perspective. From your perspective. Yeah. 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 And so like you and I were talking about, in every storm, there's a light somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm grabbing that light, and I'm taking that light to say, where do we go from here? And that light, I'm going to use it to shed light on other women's stories. So they can be heard, yeah. so they can live, yeah. so they can get to know who they are, yeah. so they can feel validated, be seen. I love the, you know, so in the Bible it says, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. But I love that phrase and I use it with my sisters. And I, I say, my am, I my, am yeah. I my sister's keeper? Yeah. Heck yeah, I am. Yeah. And so to be able to support each other, mm -hmm. nurture each other, encourage each other. Yeah. When we are Lift going through our journey. Yes. They're, yeah. they're, it's time out yeah. for disrespecting one another. Mm -hmm. Fight for no reason. Yeah. And for what? We need to lift each other up, and I think that you're you having a platform to allow women to tell their stories. I think allows for other women to be there for each other. Right. I'm not in this by myself. No. no. You know, so for other women to look over to the side and mm -hmm. say, "You had the same experience. Mm -hmm. I'm still in it. How did you get out of it?" Yeah. And that's one of the things I talk about in the in my chapter is. What's the blueprint? Like, what right. do you do in part yeah. of that? One of them is pay it forward. Pay it forward. So as, mm -hmm. as women, as people, you know, I was the first to go to college in my family. Yeah. No one, you know, my dad had started a construction business, but I had to learn a lot on my own. Mm -hmm. And so as a community, I think it's important that when we do 
achieve levels of success, we reach our goals, that we reach back and help the people Girl, you're speaking my language. Us. I always say this, and I think sometimes I, I, I talk about this, mm-hmm. and my husband will tell you, I'm so passionate about it when we have the debates. I'm already loud. I'm African. I'm loud. So I'm on top of it. And people are like, you don't understand. And I get it. I'm, I, I was not born here. I get it. So your journey being here is probably, it's still the same, but you've been living with it longer than I. I came here at the age of 19, so I was young enough. That is my thing. When we move forward, turn back and lift yes. somebody up. Yes. It's going to be exhausting because they don't see what you see, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be exhausting because of the environment they're in. That's right. Yeah? Yep. And, they, and sometimes people need an example they to show example. what's possible. Yes. To show what's possible. Yeah. And I would rather bestow what I've learned on my process so mm-hmm. that their learning curve is less than mine. Yeah. Because if we can all expedite through that learning curve, greatness can be achieved so yeah. much faster. Mm-hmm. And so pay it forward is so important to mm-hmm. me. Um, people thought I was crazy when I quit my amazing job <laughs> in uh, healthcare yeah. to start my own thing. Yeah. But, you know, I said, you know, I, I have to give this dream a chance. Yeah. And so since then, Gosh, at least about six of my friends have started their own businesses. Oh, wow. Wow. And so it's really, and, and, and we talk all the time about, well, how did you do this? How did yeah. you do this? I am so cool with mm-hmm. sharing that information. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to have to go through that no. curve. And your space is your space. My, my space, space is my space. space. <laughs> I'm not worried about you tapping into this space. That's enough for everybody. No, that's enough yeah. for all of us. Yeah. I'm not worried about competing mm-hmm. with you because you have a talent. You have a skill that I don't have. Yeah. So if there's a market out there for you, go do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even with Loud Whisper, I've literally prayed. I said, God, because I have so many people and I, I have to thank people that have been reaching out. What can we do? You know, like you have to give credit where credit is due. Like people from different races, white women, people have been reaching out and I'm so grateful for that. But my prayer too has been, God, I know what you've put in me. But if somebody shows up who can actually execute it better than me, I'll stand on the back and speak and I'll deliver. Let them be the head of it because this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to stand in the front. I don't need to be, oh my God. No, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But like you were talking about community, I always, if you notice when I post, being African, I just love, love, love the little phrases and stuff. They keep me grounded. And you know, like they say, when you educate a man, you educate a man. But when you educate a woman, you educate the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us to give back. It's time for us to lift each other up. It's time for us to push forward. And that's why you being here means a lot to me because somebody out there is going to listen to your story and they're going to find the courage to stop betraying themselves. They're going to have the courage to say, I'm tired of being tired. They're going to have the courage to say, it's time for me to stand up and just be who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when you think about Keeping the mask. Mm. When you think about keeping the mask versus living in the skin that you were born to live in, the weight to keep oh that my mask goodness. 
is so much heavier yeah. than this weight of just being, being. your true self. Yeah. The weight that we carry is not being our true self. The no. weight that we carry it's are the, the opinions, <laughs> the mask, and the opinions that other yeah. people have of us. Yeah, and it's time for us to let that go. Yeah. And it, I am not going to sit here and say it's easy that it's easy. It's not easy, or that it happens. I tell overnight. people when I coach them, I say, yes, you are going to cry. Yes, yes, you are going to lay in your bed yes. and cry. I've done that. Yes, you are going to be in the shower and say, what is going on? Yes. Yes, yes there's when you start to unearth some stuff. Yeah. There's some stuff that be you ugly. are not going to lie. Yeah. But About you yourself. To, yes. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself the question. Yeah. Now that I know that this is a thing that's in me that's holding me back, am I going to change it? Mm. Or am I going to keep wallowing in yeah. it? Yeah. That choice, no one else can make but, but us. As an individual, you have to make that choice and be true to yourself. So if you really want to do the work, yeah, there's a lot that comes with that. There's the joy and then there's the pain. The peace. But when it when you come out on the other side, there is You know, somebody like once it. told me, because I've been motivating people on social media and my life has not been perfect. I talk about my life. I'm not ashamed. I always tell people there is nothing anybody can come to me and say, I heard. Because I talk about my life. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some little things, even if they come and say, I heard, I'll tell them, yes, it did happen. It's part of my journey. Mm-hmm. I've grown from it and I'm moving on. But somebody once told me, how can you motivate people when your life is not perfect? What other perfect time for me to motivate people when I'm trying to motivate myself? Yeah, that's what somebody said to me. Yeah. And I have right, to be honest, right, right, right. it had me stuck for a minute. It, it really had me stuck for a minute. I'm like... You know, they could be right. So I'm, am I not being authentic? Am I not being real? But then I'm thinking like everything that I put online is me trying mm-hmm. to better myself. But what better time for me to help somebody else grow when I'm growing? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I guess what, what, what's, what I'm stuck with is yeah. who's perfect? Exactly. Like show me a perfect being. Yeah. Show me a perfect being. I think that we have experiences. I think that we have knowledge and we have wisdom. Mm -hmm. And we share that with the world. Yeah. But no one's perfect. No. No. Maya Angelou is, is, if not my favorite, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite people. And um, I live by this quote. When you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So that has helped me remove judgment on people. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't like to be judged. Mm -hmm. So I feel we all go through something in life, but when you know better, you do better. You do better. And then acknowledging it. No, yeah. I am not perfect. Yeah. I stumble. I'm a work in progress just like everybody exactly. else. But when someone sees me, mm-hmm. they see progress, mm-hmm. and they want to know how do they begin to make progress. And that's how we start to support one another. Yes. That's where the support yeah. is. If someone says, you have what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm what I'm happy to give it. Yeah, I'm happy to give it, yeah. but perfection. I know <laughs> that is elusive. Yeah. Well, that taught me too. You have to be really careful the people who are around you because sometimes the people who may be the closest to you are the ones actually they're the most detriment to you mm-hmm. because they want you to be the version of who they imagine you to be. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's all part of the growth yeah. that we're talking about. It's all a part of getting to know who you are, and. Um, all of that put together. Mm-hmm. But before we finish this session, I, I do have one question. So when you got to that point, what processes did you use? In your book, you did, we're opening the book, 
you talked about you know discovering your purpose, being an an unapologetically you, developing a hundred percent self belief. So were those some of the things that you used to get to where you're at today? Yeah. So I caught like as I was going through my journey, um, I didn't realize I was creating a blueprint. <laughs> But I create a blueprint, so I reflect on what are some of the things that helped me to arrive at a space where um, I, I was free, mm-hmm. like truly free. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are several in the book, and I'll just share a couple. Okay. Um, letting go of attachments. Yeah, that's big. You know, that's a, that's a huge thing. And, and, and the way that I think about it is attachments are those things that grab hold of you. Mm-hmm. And as you begin to try to fly... It holds, you, it holds back. you back. Yeah. You try to fly and it pulls you back. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is, it could be like you were talking about, people in your life who have been there with you mm-hmm. since yay high. Yeah. Everyone who has who is with you now can't go with you in no. your next level. No. Some it just it just it's just is. It's and just you is. people are some people are just for seasons. Yeah. So letting go of the things that are hindering you from being able to be the best version of you. Now, it may not mean that you completely nix them from your life, yeah. but how you engage with them might be a little it's different. A little different. I say, you know, you can love people from a distance. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, that, that, that's one. And then um, accountability circles. Yes. That, that has been... It took um, me forever, literally, honestly, like this year to really be serious about it. No, maybe a year and a half, like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my accountability circle is small. Small. It has to be small. Really small because yeah. I have to be able to trust because I, I need to be vulnerable somewhere. I can't always be vulnerable to my children. Yeah. But I have, I have my, my core group of people that is my accountability circle I can share things with. I don't have to worry about it going out in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hold it sacred. Yeah. They hold me accountable for what I say I'm going to achieve. And they check in with me. So having that, that that sacred circle of people that can hold you accountable for what you say you're going to do mm-hmm. is important. You may not always like what they say. Yeah. You know, you, you're not going to always yeah. like what they say, but um, they're important mm-hmm. to the to the process. Um, the other one is, and there's a song that I talk about when I talk about this this part of it. Um, Having 100% self-belief. Um, That's hard. Yeah. It's like, how do you get to that point? And, and I, I'm, I'm a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. And so my faith is, is what keeps me grounded. And there's a song that I absolutely love um, by William Murphy. Mm-hmm. And it's called, um, I Am What You See. Mm. And there's parts of it that says... And every time I hear it, it just brings tears to my eyes. It says, help me to see me mm-hmm. the way that you see me. Yeah. Um, I see pain, Lord, but you see victory. Oh, God, and, that's and it's good. Just, it's just, and, and when you think about who we are as a people, that to me yeah. is my anthem. Yeah. Because it's like, I want to see me, yeah. God, the way that you, you see, see me. me. And when I see me the way that you see me, then... I have to be confident in my ability to right. be able to be successful because yeah. you you've created me in exactly that yeah. So I think that's a really big part of it is knowing that we are the answer. We are the answer. We are the answer. And just like we we're talking about earlier, even with what's going on now, mm-hmm. we are the answer. Yeah. 
Yeah. We are, everything else is an addition. Mm -hmm. Everybody else coming around is an addition, but we are the answer. Yeah. 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 And then the other one I'll share is un being unapologetically you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, sometimes people will misunderstand that mm -hmm. and think that, you know, they cuss people out left and right, have a funky attitude. <laughs> well, this is just me. I know. I'm no, just it's being not. me. <laughs> you can leave that yeah. where yeah. you picked it up yeah. because I don't need to experience that from you. So right. that's not what I mean when I say be unapologetically you. Yeah. Um, it's about being unapologetically you for the stuff that brings value mm. to the world. Mm. It's the pieces where... We, where we can be proud of right and being able to show up mm -hmm. in our true authentic yeah. selves and not apologize for right and really when you're in that space most people don't realize you actually love better then um, because you don't you can't give what you don't know what yeah, you don't have yeah, yeah. so when you start loving yourself better now you know what love feels like Ooh. so you want to give it to the people close yeah. to you so yeah. until you learn to really start loving yourself it's kind of hard to really love other people. Yeah. You can have the idea, but you're going to love them conditionally, I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. But when you start mm -hmm. looking, I look at myself, I'm like, with my flaws and all, oh my goodness. I just <laughs> need to find that courage to be like you. My girlfriend has always told me, you need to cut your hair. I would probably never shave it that low. My head, you know, here am I criticizing myself when we're talking about this. But just, you know, that's you, right? And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. But, um... So essentially, I'm going to challenge you. Okay. So, uh -uh. <laughs> oh my God. Don't do it. When you find yourself say, I could never. That's when you do it. That's when you know that that's that thing. That's an attachment yeah. that you've had to figure mm -hmm. out how to let go of. My girlfriend Leslie tells me all the time. She's like, you have high cheekbones. You just need to shave your hair, put some earrings, girl. We may add a lash or two. <laughs> She's like, you're going to look great. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, so it's. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work and it's very interesting, but thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you so much for listening. We are at the end of our podcast here. And before I end, I'd like to talk a little bit about Blueprint. Leticia had this in her book and I think it's very important. Just like a business, you need a Blueprint. Life, they tell you to have a Blueprint. And this is what she says and I'll go ahead and close up with it. What is your I am? And what's your I am not? We all hang on to the things that we think define who we are to the point that it stunts our growth and ability to flourish. It robs us of living life out loud. It hinders the world from experiencing our true authentic self. Let's get real for a moment. What would happen if we lost the very thing that we felt made us who we are? Something like our marital status, cards, homes, parental status, career, our health, or something as simple as wearing makeup. She goes to say, for me, it was my hair. How can we, or will we, pick up the pieces and continue to thrive in life? It all begins with getting to know who you are at your core, the essence of your being. And this is pretty much what Loud Whisper is about. Getting to know who you are at your core and the essence of your being. I'm a firm believer that no matter who you subscribe to, I believe we were created on this earth to thrive and not just to survive. So thank you again for listening to Loud Whisper. 
I hope you continue to follow us on this journey as I share a lot, uh, so many stories from other women and also get to talk to other people who can help us on this journey of self-development. Thank you once again. I hope you continue to listen to us and have a great day. This is your host, Isabel Drawn with Loud Whisper Podcast. Thank you.